confession, I used to be a total stress head. I used to be stressed about the fact I was stressed. I used to feel like it was just in my nature to worry all the time. I used to feel powerless to change how I was feeling. In fact, the very suggestion that I could change how I was feeling was entirely lost on me at that point. The thing is, that was not a great way to be living my life. I was not thriving. I spent a lot of my time feeling like, is this it for me? And then feeling guilty about having thought that. So when my daughter was born, something in me changed. I couldn't bear the idea of passing on this propensity to stress and to worry to her. So I decided to do something about it. On today's show, I'm opening up and sharing about my experience with stress and how I managed to end what I discovered to be an addiction to it. My hope is that when we can open up this conversation of mental health more and stop trying to act like we've all got our shit together all the time, because I think that when we talk more about how we're feeling, we empower ourselves and others to get support and to make a change. So let's do this. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, my loves. Welcome to the show. It's me, Corrie Jared. How are you doing? Are you having a beautiful and glorious summer? I hope so. I am having just the most incredible summer, a beautiful mix of wonderful time with my daughter, great calls with my clients, and just as the cherry on the cake, I am receiving just the best messages from the women who are working their way through my Limitless Money audio course. Oh my goodness, some of the mindset shifts that are already happening, some of the changes in their lives are so cool. So that has just been so wonderful. And actually, as I'm recording this, I just came off the back of recording one of the very last modules in the course. I'm not going to lie to you, I did cry a little bit. (laughs) Not because I was sad to be drawing it to a close, but it just felt like the last module was just so moving, even if I say so myself. Anyway, that's what I've been up to and just been having a great time with my daughter. I love this time of year when my business gets to flex it up as it can and I get to spend a ton of time with her on the beach predominantly. We've been making the most of the fact that we live just a few minutes away from seven miles of golden sandy beaches. We bought a one of those um, UV kind of beach tents <laughs> earlier this week and we took it down there and it's like really super simple to pop up. It's got like three poles, bosh them in, there we go. Came to take it down. <laughs> it was The wind had picked up a bit during this time and for the life of me, I could not fold up the actual tent, I don't know, material uh, on my own with the wind blowing up and flapping it about. So I scrunched it into this like enormous ball and looked 
utterly incompetent as I'm walking along carrying the case, which I clearly couldn't fit it into. So that gave us quite a lot of laughs. But anyway, so that's what I've been up to, failing with tents. And I'm here now in the good old podcasting tent or, or the blanket fort, as it is affectionately known, and bringing you another episode. So before we get stuck into today's topic, and oh, I feel like it's a good one, uh, I want to take a minute to read June's review of the month. So do you know something that really tickles me? I get notifications from Chartable about reviews that this podcast has received and also if and where my podcast is in any charts. And the Limitless Mother podcast is currently on the charts in Ghana. To me, that's just like the coolest thing ever. So to be sitting here in the UK, speaking to you perhaps in Ghana. Hello, listeners in Ghana. It's just so amazing. And this humble little podcast has been in the charts in all kinds of places like El Salvador and Japan and Amsterdam. I just love that. I love being able to connect with people across the world. It's just the best thing. So a special hello to you wherever you are in the world. I so appreciate you tuning in. I love you. Okay, before I get too gushy, uh, I just love you ladies. Let's read June's review of the month, shall we? And it comes from Calla Miller. I hope I've pronounced your name right, my love. I'm sorry if I've butchered that. And she says, inspiring and informative five stars really enjoying listening to Corrie's podcast and hearing behind the scenes in her business lots of great content perfect for busy mums running a business thanks Corrie well thank you Calla and thank you so much for your review reviews help this show reach more people and have more of an impact so I massively appreciate it when you ladies leave me a review and congratulations Calla because you won yourself a free coaching call send an email over over to team at corriejavid.com and we'll get you hooked up and booked in. If you want the chance to win a free call with me, head over to iTunes and leave your review. You know, if you've got something nice to say, if not, keep that to yourself (laughs) and help us reach more women. I want to talk to you today about stress or feeling anxious or feeling overwhelmed. I think we tend to resonate with like one of those phrases of the three more than the other, but I think vibrationally and energetically they're quite similar and so the title of this episode is how I ended my addiction to stress and I really want to share with you my experience of overcoming what I see as an addiction to stress in the hopes that if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or anxious that you find some hope in the story that I share and you actually feel inspired to know that you don't have to continue feeling that way. But before we get into it, here's what I really do want to say. I am obviously not a psychologist, psychiatrist, counsellor, therapist, or any of those things. I'm simply one mum, business owner, sharing my experience in case it might help you in some way. And if you're feeling stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, I really urge you to speak to some kind of healthcare professional or someone who can connect you with the right kind of support. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, here's why I want to share my experience with stress with you. First of all, because I just totally know what it's like to feel in that blur of stress and overwhelm. I know how horrible it is. And so I want you to know that you're not on your own if that's how you're feeling. And it might be that you just feel like that some of the time or if it's been a pervasive theme lately. Either way, you're not alone. 
But I've also learned my own ways of dealing with stress and preventing myself from descending down those stress spirals that used to just be so familiar to me. And so coming out of the other side of a really long stress fog in my life, I feel like I live an entirely different life now, one with just more contentment, and that's what I want for you. And so if those feelings of overwhelm or stress or anxiety are something that you've been battling with, then then let's talk about this, shall we? Let's open up this conversation and prioritize our well-being. So I want to start by sharing with you my history with stress. So I ended up creating a severe aversion to stress. I saw lots of examples of stress growing up and I thought, I don't want that for myself. And for me, I made a connection between working really hard and giving up happiness and feeling like you were trading this feeling of stress for money. And so I've talked about that a bit before on the show and I've talked about some of the money mindset stuff that I've had to clear. Now, I always told myself when I was younger, I made a vow to like not trade my happiness for money, not to get on this train of, not to get onto this corporate ladder and be committed to climbing it and just for the money, just for the next promotion and with it, accepting a burden of stress. Now, the irony is, is that's exactly what I then went and did. I went and found myself in the most corporate of settings. I don't think you can get much more corporate than an investment bank um, and feeling utterly stressed. And here's the thing, because I felt so averse to feeling stressed that I would feel stressed about feeling stressed. And in some ways that was worse because I would be beating myself up about feeling stressed and annoyed at myself that I had told myself I'd made this vow. I wasn't going to end up feeling stressed and giving up my life to the corporate game in this way. And yet I'm doing it. And yet I felt powerless to change it. And so it's ironic because, you know, what you resist persists. And so I was just in this perpetual state of stress. Now, it wasn't always peak stress, but it was my norm. I was functioning at a kind of lower level of stress a lot of the time, and then things would come and make me feel even more stressed, and I would have these peaks of stress too. And I can think of really clear and vivid examples of times where I just felt stressed to the max. And it was not fun, and it was not comfortable, and I wasn't fun to be around, I'm going to be honest. And so a couple of things used to really trigger me back then before I realized that I was capable of doing anything about it. The first is my husband. (laughs) He used to really annoy me because he is the least stressed person that you can meet. And I used to get really frustrated with him because I would be doing things and believing that I was a smart planner. I was a plan ahead kind of a person and that made me clever. And I'll I'll give you an example. I'll give you a really simple example. I would be thinking of plans A, B, C, and D in any situation. Let's say we're driving to a restaurant. I would be saying, oh, well, that car park's probably going to be full. So if we go there and it's full, then we should go to that other car park. But oh no, that car park doesn't take change. And do you have your phone with, and I'd be literally going like down the path of what if, what if, what if. And he would get so annoyed at me and he'd say, can you stop fretting, stop stressing? Can we just go to the first car park and see what the situation is? 
situation is. And I would think, oh, he's so ridiculous. He doesn't plan ahead. But really what I was always doing is stressing about the what ifs. And it just tainted my life in that way because that's a really small example but when you add up those small examples all the time they combine to make this big picture of just a feeling of unease and worry a lot of the time. And so the other thing that triggered me is way back in my corporate days, I hadn't been there for very long but I was feeling stressed at that point, my friend and I went to some talk and this he this guy had used to work at the same company had left and was now a life coach and at the time I thought well live tosh and he was a bit of a motivational speaker too and so my friend dragged me along and we went to watch and one thing that he said really triggered me but really stuck with me he wrote the equation on the board e plus r equals o and he said event plus reaction equals outcome that's so good, right? I love that. I use it all the time now. I don't know where he got it from, by the way. He probably is quoting it from some famous person. Should have looked that up. <laughs> um, and he said that really our power comes from how we react to things. He said that events happen, circumstances happen, but it is how we react that dictates the outcome as much as the event itself. And he said there are no stressful situations or circumstances, just stressed responses to them oh, that really irritated me at that time. I felt like I wanted to walk up on stage and poke him in the eye. (laughs) Now I can see it's because I felt totally powerless to do anything about my stress. I felt like life was happening to me, as I've talked about on the show before. And so the suggestion that I was somehow creating this, well, that really got my back up. Um, And so those were two things that kind of always made me uncomfortable but then over time did sit with me and make me start to consider is my husband right was that motivational speaker right so they were the very first instances of me getting a suggestion even a slight whiff that I might be able to actually be powerful enough to do something to change this that I didn't have to live this way Here's the other thing is at that time, if you'd asked me, I would have told you that I'm actually a really positive and upbeat person. (laughs) So I didn't even realize a lot of the time that this was actually clouding how I was showing up and feeling in my life. So I would feel stressed at work perhaps, but then I didn't recognize that actually my way of viewing life was really not very positive. And I was very good at covering up how stressed I was. So my husband would see it, sometimes my family would see it. But generally at work, I was that kind of, I'm fine, I'm totally fine person, swanning along, making it look like she's got all of her together, when in fact, inside, I was like tearing my hair out. And so I felt like I was just a worrier. I felt like planning ahead I'm using air quotes around planning ahead because it was actually worrying ahead, was smart. So I felt like these were two parts of my personality. I felt like the worrying side was something that that was just me. I'd inherited it. My mom's a worrier. Mum, you're listening. You know it. (laughs) And her mum was a worrier. We know that it's learnt behavior. It's a discussion we've had now. It's okay. We're both working on ourselves. Um, And I felt like that was just part of my personality though. I didn't know that that was something that I could actually change. And 
The other thing about this thinking ahead in air quotes was I thought that that was me being smart. I thought that that it was smart to have plans B, C, and D to the negative outcomes that I didn't actually want to happen. And so I didn't want to work on that part of myself because I thought it was smart. Why would I? Why would I get rid of that? So can you see how those two aspects of my personality at that time were making me believe that there was nothing that I could really do? So what actually helped me? Well, there's a number of things. So I want to break them down for you. The first one was that I sought out professional help. So this came to a head after I had my daughter, actually. So I was still back in the corporate space. I was even more stressed than before because now I was throwing in mama guilt and now I was throwing in trying to juggle a demanding role with running a household and raising a daughter and I was not thriving to be perfectly honest and really I started to realize how I was behaving and started to reflect on how I was showing up because I would sometimes feel it was difficult to be really present with my daughter because I was feeling stressed and I did didn't enjoy that. And so I really did not want to be passing on this feeling, this propensity to stress and this being a warrior to my daughter. And that's really the thing that got me to seek out help because I thought actually enough's enough. I, it's not just me now, it's my daughter too. So I went and spoke to my GP, my doctor and said, you know, hey, I'm feeling really stressed a lot of the time. And I was amazed at their response. They, I, I'm used to being fobbed off when I go to the doctors. Don't know what your experience of going to the doctors is, but you know, it's one of those things that they're like, oh, see if it persists and come back, <laughs> that kind of thing. I've had some negative experiences around some health stuff. And so I won't go into all the details, but I was actually really impressed. They connected me immediately with an organization whose whole role is to help people to cope better with stress and anxiety and overwhelm. And so I went to a six-week course one evening a week. And actually, a few things really stayed with me from that time. First thing was that they mentioned this idea to me that I could retrain my brain and that really I didn't have to be a worrier and that actually it was just repetition and I could break that as a habit. That blew me away. That was something that I had not realized ahead of time. The other thing is they um, armed us with some tools and there's one that I'll share with you in just a second that has been really useful for me. Um, but the biggest thing was this real game changer, changer was realizing that I get to notice my thoughts and try to choose different ones. And it's through that repetition that over time I can ingrain new patterns. The other thing was that actually on this course, there were people in way worse situations than me, some really genuinely bad situations. And there were some people really way more stressed out than me. So actually it also helped me to kind of put it in perspective and also feel like I'm not alone because there was also people in the exact same sorts of situations as me. So it actually felt really good to be going to this group once a week for six weeks. So I'll tell you about the one tool that I found really useful I want to share with you, especially if you're a worrier, because this one really helped me. And it's called the worry tree. And it goes like this. If you find yourself worrying about something, then you ask yourself this series of questions. Question number one is, can I do anything about this? So is it in my power to do anything about this? Yes or no? If yes, can I do anything about this right now? If no, then you have to choose another thought. If there's nothing that you can do, 
to about the thing that you're worrying about, then you have to choose another thought, distract yourself, do something that makes you feel better. So if yes, then you ask a second question. Is this something I can do something about right now? And if the answer to that is yes, then you have to do the thing right now. That's the only real antidote to worrying is by taking action, right? Or recognizing that there is no action to take and changing your thoughts. And so the other part of the decision tree is if yes, I can do something about it, but no, I can't do something right now, then the next action step was then you make a plan of exactly what you're going to do and when you're going to do it and you make a commitment to yourself to execute that plan. So it's really simple, but so effective. And so when I would find myself worrying at night about something, I would ask myself that question, can I do something about this right now? And the beauty of that is that it forces you to question your thought process rather than just let that worry and anxiety and stressful feelings whirl around in the background just making you feel generally uncomfortable. It brings them to the foreground and applies some more logical and rational thinking to it and puts you in control. So it's really empowering. There's a really great quote. Again, I should always look these things up. I'm hoping you forgive me by now that I don't do this. <laughs> There's a really great quote that says that um, the quality of your life is dictated by the quality of questions you ask yourself. And so that's one way that we can be asking better questions of ourselves rather than what if and what am I going to do if this happens? It's actually, can I do anything about this thing right now? If so, what? Can I do anything about this full stop? If not, why am I giving my attention to it? So that's what really stood out for me from seeking out that professional help. Also around that same time, because I was still in the corporate space, my boss told me about the CIC circles that comes from the seven habits of highly effective people. And they're these concentric circles. So three circles, the smallest one in the middle, a medium one outside of it, and then a, a larger one outside of that. And it goes like this. The innermost circle is your circle of control. These are the things that you can control, okay? So you can do something about them. So going back to the worry tree, things that you answered yes to. Can I do something about this? Outside of that is your circle of influence. So it's C-I-C, eyes for influence. So those are things that you can't actually necessarily do something about directly, but you can maybe influence. And outside of that is your circle of concern. And guess what? You are powerless to do anything about yourself circle of concern. And what I found now that I was noticing my thoughts was that a lot of the things that I was giving my energy and attention to laid within this circle of concern. So I was spending so much time worrying about, thinking about, giving brain power to things that I could not control or influence. And that just makes us feel powerless. So really, it's no wonder that I felt like I was powerless to change my life because I was always worrying about things that I could not control much better to ask yourself that question of can I control this can I influence this if not then it's just that practice of switching your thoughts to something else in that moment well I'm not going to be actively giving my brain power and my energy to that because that's only going to make me feel bad and there's nothing that I can do so then the second thing 
is that I just decided. You've heard me talk about this before on the show, and there is so much power in decision. But the point at which I decided to start my business, I was kind of progressing through feeling slightly less and less stressed. And I had been using these techniques of just noticing and my thoughts and choosing new ones that felt better, using the worry tree, thinking about that those CIC circles. But I recognized in that moment that if I started a business, I can just take these same feelings of stress there. I knew that I couldn't kid myself any longer that working in an investment bank is stressful because guess what? Not all of my colleagues were stressed. And guess what? Actually, the irony here is that my husband now works for that same investment bank. Is he stressed? Of course he's not because he's not a stressed out type of a person (laughs) because he's got a good handle on his mindset. And so I faced the reality that it was me that was stressed and that I was actually perpetuating feelings of stress in my life and it had become just a habit. And so I made the decision that, uh uh-uh, this stress is not coming with me to my new business. I don't want to blow my chances with my business by ruining it with this feeling of stress. So I realized that it was not my circumstances, but my response that had been creating my feelings of stress. And it was probably at that point that I realized that it was actually something of an addiction. And so I just decided, no, this is not something I'm going to permit. And it's really interesting how your energy shifts and changes when you make just that full body decision like, "Uh uh-uh, I am not available for this anymore. So then the third thing was that I started to, of course, learn a ton about mindset. So as I mentioned to you, at the point at which, actually was before I even started my business, the point at which I was facing redundancy from my job and I was convalescing, recovering from major surgery, I just happened to stumble upon a mindset book and really get into it. And I started to understand more and more that we have the power to choose our thoughts and to feel better. And I also learned about how, and I've talked to you with this, talked to you about this on the show before, but about how we perpetuate a thinking and feeling loop. So we think a thought that provokes a feeling in our body. So in my old instance, a stress response. And so my body would I would be thinking stressful thoughts and so my body would release cortisol, the stress hormone, and releasing that actually sends messages to your brain to think more thoughts that match that feeling. And so you end up in this loop. What I have since learned is that actually over time, our bodies become addicted to those responses. So our bodies can become addicted to cortisol. And I've learned that through the teachings of Dr. Joe Dispenza. I recommend him very obsessed with him and his work because he marries together the spiritual and the scientific in a way that I just really enjoy. But anyway, so I started to learn about this and I started to feel more and more empowered and in control of my responses by understanding what had been going on, by understanding that it had been a habit and therefore an addiction and therefore something that I can totally kick and something that I can overcome. 
So then the fourth thing that was really a game changer for me was investing time and money in my mindset. So as soon as I started to tap into this other topic and see the potential for mindset work, then I started just devouring all the things. So I invested in my coach. She supports me massively with mindset. I've invested in all manner of books on the topic. A few that I would suggest if you're starting out would be You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Amazing. We'll link them up in the show notes. And in that particular book, one thing that really stood out for me is she said a line that went along the lines of worrying is essentially praying for the things that you don't want. That one really stuck with me. And that gave me extra fuel to be catching my thoughts and trying to choose new ones or reframing them. Um, another one that has been really influential um, on me is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. So in there, he talks about well, all manner of things about being present in the present moment. But he talks about that the future is just something that we're constructing in our minds. So when we're worrying or stressing, we are thinking either about something that has already happened because we're going over it again and again in our heads, maybe beating ourselves up about it or we are worrying or stressing about something that we think might happen in the future. But it's very rare in the present moment that there is actually a problem. And that was a really big shift for me mentally, because I could see that any time I was worrying or stressing about the future, which was my kind of trigger point, that all I was doing was creating this fictional future. And so I was putting my attention on something that I actually didn't want. And it wasn't in existence in this present moment. And in the now, I was fine. And so that has been a really powerful one for me. Um, I also invested by spending time creating and installing really great habits around things like my um, mindset practice. So I journal every day. Um, I do other things every day, but I mix them up um, that make me feel good. So I take a proactive approach to my mindset and that's really helped things because I'm starting off my day by making sure that I feel good. I'm doing things throughout my day to help me to feel good. And also I invested my time in other things like guided meditations to really help access my subconscious and reprogram my belief system with things that felt more empowering and less stressful. And ultimately, I took responsibility by investing time and money in my mindset. I took responsibility for how I feel. And so that was the fundamental game changer if we're looking for one of the biggest ones. Taking responsibility for how I feel was really empowering because it meant that I could do something about it. So I don't want you to misunderstand me though. I'm not talking about feeling positive 100% of the time because we're humans having human experiences here and we are supposed to experience emotions and those can be positive and they can be negative. But it's more that I get to decide how I view life. So now I view life as happening for me, not to me. Now I view life as always working out for me. And now I can control my response to things. I can decide whether or not I go down a stress spiral or I sit with something, allow the feelings and don't resist them because that was actually causing a lot of my stress, but process it, learn from it, and then start taking back control and moving again towards more positive feelings. 
And then the fifth and final thing, something I've already shared on the show before, is that I had successfully done away with this pervasive feeling of stress. And I was just feeling largely content, like almost all of the time, feeling really good, really enjoying my business. But I was having these stress headaches. You've probably heard me talk about this. And I was like, no, I am not having this. Why is my body still having a stress response when I don't feel stressed? I found it really frustrating. So I went to RTT therapy, just one session, which is the beauty of RTT. And RTT stands for Rapid Transformational Therapy. And you get put into a hypnotic state so that in this instance, I could um, find instances in my past that had caused a link in my subconscious between the events and the physical response that I was having. And so that was so insightful for me. And one of the things um, that we talked about, the therapist and I, after I'd come out of the hypnotic state, was this word of stress. And something that she said to me is something that I pass on to my clients for whatever their trigger word is, because stress was such an emotive word for me. I associated it with so much negativity and so many knock-on consequences like poor health and giving up your life and all of these things. And so she encouraged me to banish the word stress from my vocabulary. And I found that to be really helpful. And so if your thing is overwhelm, if you're feeling overwhelmed all the time, or even just feeling busy all the time, figure out what your trigger word is and something that you're perhaps attaching to, even if you don't mean to, and if it's not feeling good for you, see if you can start banishing that word. So removing triggering language from your vocabulary can be a really big help. So ultimately, I just wanted to share my experience with you because I think that you might identify with parts of it. There might be some things in there that I learned that might be useful to you. But ultimately, the big thing for me, just to reiterate this, was that number one, I realized that being stressed or being a warrior isn't who I am. It was simply some learned patterns of thinking. And so number two, that meant that that was within my power to control. It's easy for us to feel like these certain aspects of how we're feeling are part of our personality. But it's not that we are stressed, it's that we are feeling stressed or having a stressed response to something. And so that has been really fundamental to me in ending my addiction to stress by seeing that it just was that, an addiction and something that I could break. Now, it wasn't easy or overnight, but it's totally possible. And so wherever you are and whatever's going on with you, I just want you to know that if you're not feeling largely content, and like I said, it's not like we're aiming for 100% happiness all the time, but if you would like to be feeling happier, more content more of the time, it is possible for you. That's really all that I want you to take away from today and that you can, with the right tools, with the right support, so definitely seek out that support, you can take control of your thoughts. You can learn to choose better thoughts. You can learn to break those patterns of learned thinking like I have. And so let's talk about today's dash of woo. So of course, a dash of woo is a 
small practical manifestation or mindset tip designed to take what we've been talking about and give it that little extra oomph. So really for today's Dash of Woo, I'd love you to think about, is there a part of you that feels like a part of you that isn't serving you? So for me, it was like the worrier. I felt like I was a worrier. Is there part of you that has felt like your personality, but which you can now see doesn't have to be? Is there part of you that you can actually release and let go of? Ultimately, these pieces of us crop up and become part of us in a, more often than not, in an attempt to protect us. So for me, for example, with my worrying, I felt like I was protecting myself from negative future outcomes by planning for them and thinking about them endlessly. So recognize that that part of your brain that adopted that pattern of thinking was just trying to help you and just trying to serve you. If you can, imagine it like a separate being that you hug and then release and let go or whatever you need to do mentally to visualize letting go of that piece of you can feel so good. Maybe you feel that you've been wearing a worry or stress coat and it's really heavy and you just shrug it off and let it fall to the ground. Maybe you've been carrying a really heavy backpack, a burden of overwhelm, and actually you take it off and take the pieces out, look at them and decide if they need to be there. And if not, leave them on the side of the road. Whatever works for you, but have a think about something that you can attach to visually to feel that you could be starting to release that thing that's been weighing you down that actually isn't part of you that coat wasn't part of you it was just something you were wearing see if you can shrug it off and leave it behind amazing so before we go I want to talk to you about one of the things that we were talking about earlier was having tools having tools at my disposal is something that really helped me and One of them that I mentioned was that worry tree. That was a really great one, those CIC circles. But I love having any tool that helps me to feel like I can control how I'm thinking and feeling. Feel like I am actually in empowerment to do something about the way that I'm feeling. And so that can be trying to feel better if I'm not feeling good, or it can be trying to go to the next level. So you can use it in both ways. So this is one of the reasons why I created um, a guided meditation for myself back when I started my business. So at that time, I was struggling to have the trust and the faith in my ability to make my first sale. This is something I don't think I've talked about before. I felt at that time like, well, I don't have proof. I have never made a sale in my business, so how can I trust? How can I know? How can I show up as the version of myself who expects to make sales? Because I knew that that was fundamental to my success. But how can I do that if I don't know what it feels like? So I was really struggling at that time, and I knew I needed needed to get my mindset on board, but I found it difficult because I didn't have that evidence. And so I did a ton of Googling, as one does, and I cobbled together a few different things and tried a few different things out and ended up creating a guided meditation for myself, which helped me to adopt this belief and faith and trust that my business was going to be successful, that I was going to find selling easy. And so that's why I first created my first guided meditation. And I only used it for a very small amount of time and poof, (laughs) I made my first sale. And so I included in there also some general money mindset stuff because I knew that that was going to really serve me and support me. 
And so since then, I've used that same template. Oh, I can't even count the number of times. I use it any time I'm looking to feel more empowered about how I'm thinking about something. And so this is one of the reasons why I started, first of all, sharing it with my private coaching clients and they are all loving it. And that's what made me decide to bring it to the Limitless Mother template shop. By the way, if you haven't been over there, that's corriejavid.com forward slash shop. And so if you're looking for a tool that's going to help you and be really flexible in this way, so maybe if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed because it's the summer and the kids are off and you don't have as much time for your business and you're feeling that mama guilt because you're not feeling present when you're with them and you really want to feel present and like you're enjoying the time off with them, but at the back of the mind, there's still that to-do list of things. You can tell I've been there before, can't you? I'm talking about this in a very convincing way. (laughs) Luckily, I've cracked that nut, but I know what it's like and I still help clients through that feeling of overwhelm. So, you know, for example, if that's how you're feeling, you can use something like my guided manifestation meditation template to take back control and to get on top of how you're feeling, to feel like you have an abundance of time, to feel like you believe that things are always working out for you, whatever you need in that moment. And that's why I particularly love this template. And that's why everybody who uses it loves it. It's because it's so flexible. So you could use it in that way now. And then let's say in September, you decide, actually, I'm not feeling overwhelmed anymore. I'm really ready to go to the next money level. I want to make 2K a month. I want to make 5K a month. I want to make my first 10K month, whatever that is for you. You can use the same template and pop in there the new supportive beliefs that are going to help you to get there. Listen to it every night before you go to bed. There you go done. You've reprogrammed your subconscious. And this is what I love about it. It's when I created it for myself, I was just doing it for selfish reasons. But then when I thought about sharing it, it seemed so obvious because, well, duh, we all go to sleep every night. So you know me, I like to only provide you with tools that really fit in and suit your life. So this one was a no brainer for me because everyone goes to sleep. And as you're going to sleep, the five minutes before you go to sleep is the best time to do a guided meditation because your brain goes into, I believe, the alpha brainwave state, which makes it much more receptive to suggestion. And so that's why it's really effective. And so this isn't something that you have to make time for, because you go to bed, right? So you've got five minutes as you're nodding off to just pop those earbuds in and have a listen, and know that you're reprogramming your mind, and then just start reaping the rewards from feeling better. So if it would feel good to you to have a tool that you can use in this really flexible way, head over to the shop, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash shop. It is currently the everyone loves template because everyone loves it, meaning that you get $10 off if you use the code EL10 at checkout. So if you're looking for a tool that you can have that's going to shortcut things for you because you have five minutes before you go to sleep every night um, and it's going to be something that grows with you and with your business that you can just use flexibly anytime you're feeling a certain way and you want to feel a different way, this can be a really good tool to have at your disposal. So again, corriejavid.com forward slash shop. I'm going to love you and leave you now, ladies. It is super warm in the blanket fort. Not going to lie to you. (laughs) Hope you appreciate that because I love you so much. I still am committed to bringing you really great audio. Also, of course, Kim helps with that. Um, I am looking forward to September already, even though we're in August. I'm not like wishing my life away, but I have to say I'm missing doing two podcasts a week. I am missing speaking 
to you twice a week. So I am looking forward to getting back to our twice a week. So we have a few more weeks left of one a week and then we'll be back to our usual Tuesdays and Thursdays. I hope you are enjoying your summer and making the most of it. I love you and I will see you next time. for listening i appreciate you so much if you've enjoyed listening to today's show make sure you subscribe on itunes or stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes it would make my day possibly even my week if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on itunes and because i value your time so much each month one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.